Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to the fa your favorite time of the week. It better be by now. It's another episode of Banana Land. I come to you tonight with a real live guest. How wonderful for everyone. We're back in the utopia of Banana Land that we have once came. This week on the show, very special guest, as is the case with all of our guests. But uh, extra special, longtime friend of the pod, Sam Lafredo. He's here. He's going to talk to us all about some really wacky shit in his life and what he does, <laughs> because I'm still struggling to understand it, even though, you know, I've I've heard about it so much. And now you're all going to hear about it, too, because it's fucking insane. Sam, thank you for <laughs> thank you for joining the show. Quite the warm introduction, Sal. I appreciate it. Of thank course. Um, tell the people a little bit about yourself before we really dig in here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, um, I, I just moved to Austin, Texas, but Woo! formerly, as you know, from New Jersey, born and bred uh, into politics. Uh, that's where my career started out, but um, I decided to make a rather large change, and I'm out here in Austin now after a few years in Washington, D.C., uh, and I'm uh, switching over to a career in law. So Wow, very I exciting. Am. Is that like how or is it like scary for you or are you just like grabbing life by the balls right now and yanking as hard as you can? Surprisingly, I'm not I'm not actually that worried. Um, you know, I just am now enrolled with a paralegal course now at the University of Texas, Austin. And, you know, before I had even come to Austin, I had no idea or no clue that I would be doing what I'm doing now. Um, I mean, by October of last year, I didn't know I was moving to Austin. And then two months later, here I am. So um, it's all kind of coming at me really fast. But so far, no pressure, surprisingly. That was a real uh, fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants type of decision you made to kind of pick up and go, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I kind of just uh, realized I hated my job. <laughs> and I, I wasn't ready to do it anymore. So That's, that's uh, a fun realization to have. Yeah, no, quite, quite exhilarating. Um, yeah, after two years of politics in D.C., I realized I've had my fill. So uh, that was a very poignant moment in November. I think I had, it was my year-end review, which did not go well. Um, <laughs> Couldn't have been a contributing factor to why you moved. Couldn't have been. No, 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 not at all. No, it was a ton of stuff. But that, that was, I think, the, and I've been mulling it for about six months. I just didn't know where I wanted to go or what I wanted to do. Uh, and then I had that moment. I'll never forget the date. And it's only a few months ago, but November 17th, I remember that day. And then that night I said, I'm done. My lease is up. I'm moving in. I'm moving somewhere else. And yeah. then I started looking and a month later I was gone. Now, like, let's go back before we go any far further forward. Um, New Jersey, born and bred. Where are you from in Jersey? Uh, Manahawken, New Jersey, right? Hey, there. the OGs <laughs> from Manahawken. Yeah, Ocean County, man. The OC of the East. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, who says that? I need to Only find me. them. Only oh, me. Oh, Lord God Almighty. Um, how did you how did you find yourself in this perplexing world of the political landscape? Well, for, well, even before then, I know you from playing hockey. Mm. And we used to hang out and shoot some pucks around and talk shit and get our asses kicked and have a good time. And um, how did you go from 
uh, rec hockey friendo of Sal's to political, political entrepreneur paralegal. Well, you know, when we knew each other, we were still trying to figure our shit out, but I I'm think... still trying to figure my shit out. <laughs> <laughs> You're well on your way. You're well oh, on your way. We're getting um, there. But I think, you know, what I wanted to do with my career, even at that young age, I think even before I met you, uh, was sort of always kind of preset. I knew that I wanted to be in politics. I knew where I wanted to go. I knew how to get there. Um, and so, you know, the moment I hit college, I started interning and, uh, you know, I had a part-time job and in, a part-time internship and full-time school. And that, that sort of um, routine never deviated my all four years of college. And um, I had a very clear goal and it was something I was very thankful for. It made my life so easy. Um, and, you know, I, I think I think having that figured out obviously gives you a huge edge. Um, and I think, I, I think that's a hard thing for people to nail down at a young age, especially no, no like one. young people today with like the fucking crazy world we live in, you know? Well, I think the problem today is no one knows, no one knows what they want to do. Most people don't. And the resources and tools we offer to people at what, you know, what we were, we were 17, 18 years old, mm. the resources and tools they offer to people at that age, at least in this country are just awful. I mean, there's no, there's no real career development in high school. I don't oh. think it's something we really do well. Literally, literally almost none. No. And it's usually just know. like a fly by the seat of your pants, go to college right away kind of a thing. And that you'll right. figure it out then. And, and then and then we're ingrained in this idea that everybody's got to go to college when we all know most, not most, or some people aren't cut out for college. Yeah. Um, and obviously there's plenty of other alternatives, you know, whether it's vocational or technical schools. Um, That's the craziest and, thing to me is like you can, in a lot of situations, like you can make more money in a vocational school or with a certificate from a vocational school if you're talented. more than I do. Yeah. If, if you're talented <laughs> in, in, you know, in a trade. There's no shame in that. We did an episode early on in the Banana Land, uh, the Banana Land days about higher education, and it's funny because every few when we happen to talk about like how people come up, um, everybody kind of touches on that point where it's like you know, you know, yeah, I, I do this for a living, but uh, the guy fixing my sink makes double what I do. <laughs> right, exactly, and you know, I think it's also important because then you know, for a while, I see the sentiment like, oh, well, no, college is a waste of time, and I honestly uh. hate when people say that. Too, because it's not a total that is, waste. No, no, no. It's definitely not. I mean, <laughs> better not. Be. I, I, I want to <laughs> sit here and be like, no, college is definitely like you know, oh, definitely defend college. It's hard to do that, especially with the oh. the debt we're seeing. I mean, you know, I'm I, I got I got like close to thirty k left in debt, and now it. You, you figured know, that, that wasn't enough. You just got to go crack open some fresh new debt. <laughs> no, I mean, it's now I look at it and I'm like, well, it doesn't matter anymore because I'm about to do another three years and it's going to cost me three times the amount I spent for a simpler ba simple bachelor's degree. Right. Um, but it's not a waste of time, but, you know, it's, it's an um, investment. It's a time investment that you have to be happy with the reward in the end, whether it be monetary or for yourself, the self gratification of being able to finish a three year course to become a paralegal. Like, yeah, you're going to get paid after that, but also you can. No, not a three year, you... not a three year course. It's I'm doing a five month course with a paralegal. I'm actually talking oh. law school. Oh, law school, law three. school. Right. See, right, that yeah. shows you how much I know about that shit. Fucking <laughs> <got> off. <laughs> but I mean, that's to be able to finish law school and tell people that that's your occupation is very satisfying. It would be if that was me. 
Right. No, I mean, and you know, I don't. The self bloviating part, obviously, I don't want to kind of hide. <laughs> but uh, no, Come I mean, it, I mean, yeah, it's an accomplishment, and it's worth talking about. But for sure, it's the the debt that comes with it, and you know, the payoff. Well, I mean, luckily, lawyers do make a good amount of money, depending upon what field of you know what field of practice you go into. Um, some lawyers make absolutely nothing, and then they're in mounds of debt. Um, but you know, I think at the end of the day, right now, what I I'm realizing now, and I'm only 25, is that uh, for me, it's it's not the money. It's I mean, I, the money is important. Don't get me wrong, but uh, it's 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 a lot about actually enjoying what I want to do. And I, the whole reason I got into politics was to try and help people. Um, and I think the one the one thing in the two years I was in D.C. is that. You know, I learned was that federal politics definitely isn't the way. Um, maybe not the way I want to help people. No. So I don't think uh, I don't think federal politics helps as many people as people wish it did. Uh, I don't think it helps anybody, uh, especially now <laughs> in the times we live in. Oh, so the wildest of times now. Uh, yeah. It's what was tag- what was Sorry. your experience like in politics, like in Jersey? Compare. Oh my god, infinitely better than, than in- infinitely better. See, yeah. I feel like Jersey gets such a bad rap for like being politically corrupt. And then, oh, it's awful. Right. It's the worst. But it's worlds better than federal politics. Oh, it's it's like it's like boardwalk empire. It's oh great. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's listen, I, I did both extensively. And uh, it's funny, my first job in DC was fundraising for a few members of Congress, and a lot of them were New Jersey based members of Congress. And they were the best people that I worked with at that firm. And I had a client in Hawaii, I had a client in PA, and a clients in New York. Um, but my my most memorable experiences came from traveling back to New Jersey, going to districts and meeting with potential candidates and then coordinating with our clients back at the office. And um, I've had some very intense moments at that firm. And I, it's probably the, the highlight of my time in D.C. Um, and ironically, it all came from Jersey. What, what makes what do you think makes it like that, though? Like, is it just that we're like Jersey people? And it's like we see the we can appreciate it more than other people can. Oh, yeah, that's that's tough. That's for smarter people than me to figure out. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's what it was like for me was when I, I lived in D.C. for a few months and I didn't work directly in politics. But anytime I would run into someone that was from like New York or New Jersey, I had an infinitely more pleasant experience oh, with them than I did with people from other parts of the 150%, country. One hundred and fifty percent. One hundred. Every person from Jersey I've met wound up becoming a good friend of mine in D.C. It's very funny. It's wild but, how that works. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a combination. I think, you know. With Jersey people, man, and I, everybody loves to give Jersey people shit. It's big shit. Which I love. I think it's great. <laughs> you got to embrace that. you got to embrace well, yeah, because the, the suck that they try to put on you'll, us. You'll inevitably prove them wrong because we're not shit. And, no. Uh, but no, I think the, the thing about Jersey people and the way we interact with each other is that if there's one thing, it's almost I wish I could date a Jersey girl. I mean, now I'm all the way in Texas. You're uh, far, from, but, far from home now. No, definitely. But <laughs> the thing about people from Jersey is that you know what you're getting when you meet that person. They'll look you straight in the eye. They'll be disgustingly blunt with you, but (laughs) it's truth and it's honesty um, to, to almost to a fault at times. But you know, it's, I think that's why I hated DC so much because it's the opposite. Everybody, everybody in DC loves to pretend to be your best friend. And I hate that. If you're going to stab me, stab me in the chest. I don't care. Right. Let me see you do it rather than you tell me you're going to do it, you know? Right. So it's just, it's a game in DC in New Jersey, it's a street fight. <laughs> All right. So, you know, street fights, street fights can be fun. I mean, oh, both can be fun, but. <laughs> mm. 
I feel like Jersey people are just salt of the earth people, and uh, a lot of other places can't handle it. Like we no. just we're just like like you said, like the most ruthlessly blunt humans. Like I think like we're the most like vulgar state in America. Like right. I've been I've been using like I, I sometimes I have to like stop myself and think about how much <laughs> profanity I use in my everyday vocabulary. You don't even you don't even you don't even hear it after a while. Like it's no, like you, you just constantly say you say things and you stop yourself when it's not time to like use like when I was a sub substitute teacher, like I couldn't be like, Hey kids, get your fucking desks. All right, come on, let's go. Like you can't, you know that you, you're subconsciously, you're like, I can't tell these kids like to get in their fucking desk. But like, you know, I, that's what I would say. <laughs> yeah. But I find myself like, I've been on a lot of dates now and a lot of the girls have been, or a good portion of them, um, have been from the South. So it's, you know, it's a completely different. Oh yeah. What is I catch I mean, myself like I'm really sorry. I'm from Jersey. You gotta give me some slack. I curse a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so far, everyone's been cool about it. I mean, I feel like Austin right now is like the melting pot of America. Like everyone is heading to Austin. There's like no two ways about it. From L.A. Oh. and New York and anybody who can <laughs> afford to get down there and you know has the the career aspirations to be down in that part of the country is making their way if they're not there already. No, you're 100 percent right. And it, you know what's really funny? <laughs> it's so interesting. I've met a ton of people since I've been here so far. And uh, the one thing that I have consistently found in every conversation I had with each person I've met has been, I typically start off and I, they ask me how, you know, how I got here, whatever, like it's, it's a big change. And the one thing I always bring up, I'm like, well, you know, another big reason I moved to Austin is the cost of living. It's a joke, yeah. you know, down here. And they look at me and they go, what? What do you mean it's cheap to live in Austin? And it blows my goddamn mind. What do you mean? God, yo, Google your city, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, it's a joke. It's, they should Google other cities to find out what the fuck we're really? all paying. And I think it's it's absolutely insane to think that there is this subset of people in Austin who have been in Austin for so long that they have no idea how good they have it. Yep. I, what I'm paying for a two-bedroom in Austin uh, you could not find like a studio would cost the same price in Washington D.C. And I'm not even going to get into New York. I mean, even in Jersey, even in, that's just sick. what I was going to say. Jersey for a good a one bedroom apartment, it's you're looking at over thirteen hundred a month, and it's not even oh, a city. No, even in Man in Manahawken, you know, our 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 hometown, you want to rent an apartment an, in a nice a nice apartment over by Costco. This is where everybody tries to go and live if you can get. Wait in. a minute. Those were the, that's where they're building the apartments. There's they've been there for a, a while now. So behind, so across oh, from Costco, in that big, in where those all those trees used to be, back by the um, used to be a forest. Yeah, and there was the DMV was over there, and then there was the animal the 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 animal shelter. So they've built a bunch of like apartments, and half are like uh, low income apartments, and half are like these <clears throat> higher end apartments and they're one street apart from each other and these higher end apartments that if you you know unless you you have to pre-qualify to live in uh low-income stuff and that's great for those who are utilizing them but for people like you know for people like me or like you like we have we have more means and capacity to pay for rent so um i have a friend that lives over there right now and he pays 1600 a month for a one bedroom oh 900, 900 square God. feet with a a, uh, a garage unit 
So like the garages are like separate from the apartments and he can park his car in there. But like it's not like a house where you just go down to the garage and get in the car and open the door and drive out. You have to get out of your apartment, walk over to the garages, get in the garage, pull the car out and then go to wherever you have to go. So it's not like you're not you're not even having like the ultimate convenience. But again, Manahawk and what is here like that? It warrants the sixteen hundred. Uh, the parkway, the park, the parkway. We're still paying oh, tolls right on. There, right, you know, that's that's the whole draw of why rent is so expensive by us. But like, I think that's so insane though that people in Austin think it's expensive to live there when they're paying, you know, sometimes almost half no, of I that almost, to live in a I big am city. Legitimately paying almost half. Your friend was a one bedroom. Yeah. At 900 square feet, I have a two bedroom and I'm almost paying half of what he's paying. It's insane to me. That's insanity to me. And then you see people like who live in Manhattan where in Manhattan, it's like, oh, yeah, give me three grand for a shoebox. And they're like, people are like, oh, yes, sir, I'll do that right away. And it's like, you dumb fuck. Like, what are you doing? I met this one girl from uh, New York and she showed me photos of her studio. She's like, oh, it was great. It was so nice to be in New York. And I paid $1,700. I'm like, oh, it's like a. A bedroom or two bedrooms. She's like, no, it's a studio. Like, I, you couldn't open my front door all the way because oh my, my bed would hit the the door. But the, there's no other way to orientate the room. So I'd, I'd rather live at home. I'd rather live with my dad. <laughs> it's the worst. I walked into it's, my house tonight. I walked into my house tonight, and the whole fucking living room smelled like raw sewage, and I knew exactly what happened. And I said to myself, <laughs> yes, I'd re- I'd rather live here than pay pay eighteen hundred dollars a month for an apartment. Oh, I have another friend yeah. that just he just moved out of Philly during COVID and uh, recurring guest uh, John Sokol. Um, he was paying a similar amount for a 500 square foot studio in Philly and uh, like a 500 square foot place to live for one person is exactly was he paying? Uh, almost what that girl you just told me was paying. Oh, my God. I didn't even think Philly was that expensive. Yeah, he lived in one of the most uh he lived in one of the newer buildings in Philly. It was right on the right next to the Ben Franklin Bridge, and it was beautiful and uh, great for a single guy in a city. And you know, um, as long as you were okay with standing up out of your bed and taking five steps forward and being in your kitchen, it's fine. Mm. Um, Especially Philly, man. Philly's a great city to live in. Philly is a fun town. Like I was never a Philly guy. I was always big anti-Philly because of like sports. So uh, I didn't really give myself enough. You know, I didn't give Philly enough credit give myself enough opportunity to get out there. And uh, in the last couple of years, I've spent, eh, I wouldn't say considerable time, but more time than I used to, like scouring the streets of South Philly and going mm. to eat places. And what is the food like in Austin? Oh, man. Is, is it Garbo? Have you found no. pizza yet? No. Oh, dude, come on. Get out of here. You're not going to find Italian food in, in, in Austin, Texas. That's, that's how I grade every city's food. Well, well, DC didn't do much. Come on, man. Oh, they had terrible pizza, pizza in DC. Right, exactly. They were awful. Uh, they didn't do good Chinese food either in DC, man. DC is more of a seafood town. They do Italian food really well. Uh, surprisingly, Ethiopian, but uh, I remember anyway. that one place. That one place we went. What was that wacky sandwich? Oh, we got? that God. pulled jerk chicken stewed oh, thing. So with the egg on top. Yeah, with the, the with oh. the egg and the and the lettuce. Was I that remember. romaine or something or kale? <laughs> that shit was delicious. I remember, I remember we ate that and then we finished eating. Like we hadn't even like finished chewing that last bite that and me just... and you were already like yo where are we going next yeah so like what's what's food. the next spot and we did though we went we got like what we got oysters or something after that yeah, right after yeah right after. hell yeah um, that's what happens no, when i when you're in when you hang out with sal all i care about is where we're going to eat like the whole world could be melting away a block over and i'm like no 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 where i heard that guy's got great hot dogs over there let's take a walk over and, get, and grab <laughs> that one was one thing joe dead. 
uh, my roommate said after you after you left, he was like, "Man, there's one thing about Savad, he could eat." Oh, I have fuck never yeah. seen someone eat food and then immediately be like, "When are we eating again?" Yeah, bro, bro, <laughs> like fucking finish your whole meal. What are we eating? Because oh. especially when I travel like to DC and stuff, because I know I'm only gonna get that food like one time in the next couple of months or a year or whatever time it is. Especially now that you're not there, like. I'm going to go and I'm going to go down there like for the day and I'll hang out and like I'm going to have to eat at six food trucks in one day to to satiate <laughs> myself <laughs> before I go back home. Have you I mean have you been to the wharf yet? Um like now? No, not it's, recently. Oh, it's so nice. Yeah. It's so many good restaurants. Oh, you could go just down the line and hit. I mean, they're all just ridiculously expensive. But yeah. They're all so good. And there's a ton of really great bars. But food, to answer your question, food in Austin has been very good so far. Again, I'm a huge uh, fan of Mexican food. It's top of my list. Um, and, and obviously, here in Austin, they do Mexican food great. The barbecue, fantastic. Um, and, you know, I got to say, the pricing of everything here in Austin is surprisingly uh, very affordable. I mean, there's been a few beer gardens I've, I've gone to where I get four or five beers and I walk out spending like $36. And oh, these are like God, that sounds real great. beer gardens where they're, they're good breweries. They, they make really great beer. And Austin is a brewing town too. Um, which I didn't know before I moved here, which is really interesting. Um, and yeah, I just cannot believe how cheap it is to get great beer. And go out for a drink and get slightly sloshed and not spend a shit ton of money. It's fantastic. It's nice. It's nice not to go broke and get drunk in the same night. Now, DC was the opposite, man. You you want a really fun night out in DC unless you're hitting up really good, really specific spots or doing the same thing. Oh, you're easily spending well over a hundred dollars. Oh yeah, oh, it's crazy. It's I, absolutely crazy. I remember going to uh, to Lucky Bar in uh oh, or dirty bar is a great bar man dirty lucky. bar we used to go to lucky bar for breakfast and then dirty bar was the one upstairs and at dirty bar for an hour we used to get free rail liquor so we used to go there for an oh. hour and just get fucking oh. slosh we'd pregame oh, and then go drink rail liquor and so we'd have like 15 miller lights in us and then go drink that garbage whiskey and we, we used to drink uh whiskey and ginger and i used to like be ready to lay down that, on the sidewalk outside yeah that sounds like a real <laughs> that sounds like a real great way to enter a coma oh um, my god man you know it's yeah lucky bar is a good spot man that's a great bar great spot. i remember bar. i i remember i went on i just exited a relationship to put it very very nicely <laughs> um and i literally got on the dating apps like a week later and I was like, not ready to date again. But I was like, no, I need to go out. I gotta do it. I gotta <laughs> like, do I something. On, and I went on this date with this girl, like Yasmin or something. I don't know. It was crazy. And Sounds we, interesting. <laughs> she was like, she was like, oh, come to Lucky Bar. Like, it's a great bar. A little hole in the wall. I was like, yeah, that sounds like a plant. So I met her there, and I remember, I walked into Lucky Bar, dude, and I was like, why the fuck <laughs> does this place look so goddamn familiar? And then I remembered, I'm like, holy shit, I interviewed for a place above Lucky Bar. Oh, the apartments? No, 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 I interviewed for a job. Oh, a job. Yeah, there's this political fundraising company right above Lucky Bar. (laughs) And I interviewed for them, and when I, when I, (laughs) the, the best part about it was, I interviewed and I wound up walking out of the interview because 
I found out that it was like door to door fundraising. Oh, <laughs> like, no, yo, I'm no not, thank you. I did not move to DC to do door to door fundraising. And so they were like, okay, well, I'll be right back. I'm going to get your packets. And I looked at everyone in the circle and I was like, fam, I'm out of here. And I got I... <laughs> to go. So I sit down, right, with this girl, Yasmin, and she's like, yeah, it's like a really great spot. And it's also really great because I like work right above this place. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wait, you work above this building? Like, what, what do you, and it turns out it was the same place I walked out on. And I was like, oh, Y'all could have ended up being co-workers if you had oh, taken that. That no, would have been told, so... <laughs> I told her that story and she was like, you did a, you did a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. my God. But yeah, Lucky Bar is a great spot. I miss, I miss uh, watching people. So we used to wait for the Uber on, uh, what is that, H Street or K Street or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, we used to sit and wait for people to come and pick us up and watch them go across the street to Shake Shack. And uh, on my life, I will never forget, we were in Shake Shack one night and we were getting some food and there's this dude sitting across from us with his, with his friend and he pulls this fucking dog bone out of a bag that you can buy at Shake Shack with the icing on it and he just takes like three big bites out of this dog treat and he's like, bro, what the fuck? I thought this was a cookie, bro. What the f- And he, like, was ready to fall out of the chair. Like, he was so dumbfounded at his oh own stupidity. And I will never forget. That was one of my fondest my fondest oh, memories man. from my time down there. It's oh. a good time when all the college kids get together and do some real smooth brain shit. <laughs> yeah, my, my, my hometown experience in D.C. is much different. I think I told you the story. But when we first moved there, there was this, like, this, we just lived in an awful area just such a bad area and like i mean it was a good i mean you visited my apartment so you know yeah. it was a great spot but like the centrally area, located to everything but the neighborhood was like the neighborhood there was some so sketchy shit very, yeah. i mean dude there was a double homicide three doors down from where i lived and then the, like, then the one place burnt down right yeah and then there was a the fire, fire. on row houses which is terrifying is... and uh i just remember when we first moved there there was this just very unfortunate scenario there was a homeless man across the street clearly mentally ill but he was just like scatting like when we first got there like we all all four of us moved into this row house and and we like it was like snowing and we heard just like from the living room we just heard this faint like and oh, me Jesus. And my roommate Joe were like, what the fuck is going on outside? And we looked through the blinds, and there's this hunched over man, just very clearly homeless, and he's just like, beat up, beat up. And he was out there doing that shit in the snow. We got like three inches of snow. This was like 2019 for hours. He was oh. out there for like six hours. Oh, God. Until he fucking froze to death. And, dude, we, well, we got enough snow where we had to actually shovel because it's a law. You have to shovel the um, the sidewalks. The sidewalk in front yeah. of you. So we, we were shoveling, and then we all wound up. It was like me, Joe, and the girls. We all wound up like throwing snowballs at each other. But he was still out there. And so as we were doing that, he like ruined the moment because we're throwing snowballs, and all of a sudden we have this audience, and he turns around. He's just like, yeah, God, damn, oh, man, look at y'all. Oh, hey, you guys are cute. Oh. You guys are <laughs> cute. And we were just like, let's go inside. <laughs> there, There is a wild homeless epidemic in D.C. Because I remember I lived oh my. over Crystal by, City, bro. Bro. It literally, yes. I lived right over there when I oh, lived there. Man. And uh, oh, fuck. We walked over there because we went to the beer garden. And 
I had a guy follow me home one night from no. that from Crystal City, and he was he was like mumbling at me and fucking yelling at me, and ah, I was like, it was me and my roommate, and we were like, we were like, are we gonna have to beat the shit out of a homeless guy? Like there were two of us Dude. on like two on one, and I'm like, if this guy wants to like try and jump me, I'm gonna just have to fucking put him away, and we we just we just ran away. He was he couldn't catch us. He was like gimping around, and I was like, somebody like we live in the town where all the people who make the laws are maybe they should oh, fucking make a law about this and, and maybe they should maybe they should take a look at this for a dude, minute it's it's really not just a dc thing though it's I, everywhere I mean, dude austin has i i was shocked how bad austin's homeless problem we have a, our own crystal city here too like it's yeah. just a bridge where a ton of homeless people live and then there's the fucking anti-homeless lights they put underneath as if that's yeah. going to really deter them but it's like it's nothing. also awful and um, I remember one time, though, me and my ex were walking through Crystal City and in D.C. And this this other gentleman is a black gentleman. He like randomly had happened to just like hit our stride as we were walking. And he was like a really funny guy. He just turned to us. He's like, he's like, oh, man, y'all walking through this part of the, the neighborhood. huh? He's like, y'all scared. And we were like, nah, man, come on, stop. And he's like, don't worry. I know you white folk. I got you guys. And he walked <laughs> us through with the Crystal City. And he's just going up to every homeless person shaking their hand and be like he's like yeah i want these white folk in if they're terrified and we we were so drunk because we were we just got done bar hopping we were crying laughing it was this guy could have been a stand-up comic it was so fucking funny and then we got out and he was like he's like y'all made it y'all made it he was like screaming <laughs> My man so missed his calling in life. Oh, and he was like, he's like, he's like, you guys have a good night. And we were like, you too, man. That was fucking hysterical. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, man, I'll never forget that. I he was uh, so drunk. I got lost over there one night, sh shitty piss face drunk. And I wandered, oh. I wandered down past the bridge going further in to the neighborhood. Right. And, I know exactly uh, what you're talking about. I remember I ran into a cop. And uh, thank God, because all our phones were dead. And there was like this cop, little cop station. And I like, they like saw us walk. There's like three white kids walking towards them. And this was not a predominantly, predominantly Caucasian neighborhood. And he was like, what are you guys doing here? We were like, listen, we live over here. The the school had its own building. And we, were, we don't know where we are. We're, we're all turned around. And he was like, yeah, I, I can tell you're all turned around, bud. Why don't you get, why don't you get in the car? So we all got, jumped. It was the only time I've ever been in the backseat of a police car in my life. Really? Knock on, knock on wood. Um, he we, he jumped in the car. Him and his partner got us in the car. And we, we all, he drove us home. And the next morning, the girl we were with, she was like, uh, she was like, oh, I think I lost my purse. Can we call the Uber driver? And I was like, yeah, you can call Metro Metro PD. That's That was our Uber driver last night. And she looked like she shit her pants right there in the fucking room. <laughs> it was a good time. But that's a yeah, sketchy man. part of DC. I that mean. is, it's it's funny because there's an REI right there, which is like the the bougiest fucking ever. store. Yeah, and then you go like a block over, and it's like whoa, like, like the buildings are boarded up. It's already over by like <laughs> one block over from NPR, and you're in a fucking right. Like, you're apocalypse in this industrial zone. war zone. Yeah, it's, DC's like nah, this ain't DC anywhere. No. This is <laughs> oh this God. is something else. Don't fucking come over here. Nah, dude, I remember I when I when I interned in DC back in 2017, um, when I really knew jack shit. Like I was living with my sister, and I remember I got turned around. I went I went off the wrong metro stop, and I got put in like south, like north. No, I'm not south. Jesus, northeast DC, like dangerous northeast DC, and. I, I knew I was not in a safe area and I was in a full suit and not I was what you like, want. 
I'm looking around and I was like, whoa. And I, it's the weirdest part about it was like, I, it was just not okay where I was. And I was getting really weird looks and I could see the Capitol building. Like it was in the distance, like way far away. Yeah. I could see it. It was on the, because you know, the hill is just so, such a hill. Yeah. And I could, I could see it in the distance. I'm like, wow, this is really weird. Like, um, really I need to get things, out of here. Uh, really puts things in perspective <laughs> though. Like that was one of the wildest things about DC to me was that like DC is surrounded by the three wealthiest counties in the country, but like some of the neighborhoods in DC, it sure don't fucking look that way. No, no <laughs> one, one neighborhood you're in, you know, Bel Air. And then you, you literally, you go a block and it becomes like Camden. That was like, the, that was the biggest thing I noticed about when I first came down to visit you. Um, I took, I knew where I was. It's like New York Avenue is the big, stretch going down towards where you lived no florida avenue florida avenue that's the florida one. Avenue. Yeah. and um i made a left to go like into the neighborhood by where you are and i kind of knew where i was from where i had been before and i i made this left and um there's a rolls royce suv sitting on the street corner and there's this beautiful brand new like very <laughs> obviously like gentrified apartment building with all wood slats it looked like i was in like old town in philly so i'm i'm like i'm like looking right at it i'm looking at the side of this rolls royce so i drive up to it there's a stop sign i make a right and then i make a quick left to get back on the road that i wanted to be on and i'm driving down the road and two houses there's two empty lots then there's a house with boarded up windows then there's three row homes and there's a group of people shooting dice on the sidewalk. And like in that moment, like they waved to me and I waved back to them and they seemed like they were nice people. And it was like, great. Okay. Have a good day guys. But like the, the stark contrast <laughs> of a, of a Rolls Royce yeah. SUV and then to make that t- literally turn the corner and have it be like, you know, like you, like you were tr- teleported to another planet. Right. It's fucking so. That's the wildest part about that town. That yeah. and all the fucked up politician shit that happens that I want no part of. But well, it's, um... it's funny. My, my, I have a good buddy. I'm not gonna say his name because I don't want to make him feel like an asshole. But um, <laughs> he came over to my neighborhood to have a drink. It was like this must have been like I think May or June, um, and uh, he forgot to get the beer before he made his way over here. So he just went across the street because on that corner store, they have beer there. Okay. And so he picked it up and he was like, he's like Republican and white. And so... <laughs> You're uh, painting a picture. <laughs> yeah, I am. And he uh-huh. sat down and he was like, uh, he's like, yeah, man, it's crazy. I like walked into your corner store and there were like people playing dominoes and shit. And I was like, all right, yeah. man. Yeah, <laughs> like, man. Like, like, sometimes I join them. <laughs> oh, man. I love, I miss that corner store. There's a lot of great people. I remember one time I walked in, I needed cream cheese. And I, I walked in and uh, I was looking at all the fridges that were just, ah, that store was so shit. But I, something about it, I just loved it. And there was no cream cheese. And so, suffice to say, I left. And as I'm walking out of the building, the owner was like, he's like, hey, man, like, you're not going to buy anything? And I'm like, nah, man, I need a cream cheese. Y'all don't have cream cheese. And he's like, oh, no, we got cream cheese. Oh, and he Lord. like, he's like, come back. And he like walked me back to the exact same fucking spot I was in. But he was like the nicest guy ever. So I was like, all right, whatever. Maybe we'll find it. And uh, we're just sitting there. He's looking and looking and looking and looking. And finally, he just like stops and just slowly turns his head. He's like, man. We don't got no cream cheese. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And I was like, "Yeah, man, it's all good." I figured. Thank you. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, "That's why I love this place." <laughs> well, it's like real people in those areas. It's right, not like exactly. it's not like bullshit people that are like, "Oh, 
um, gears, uh, almond cream cheese and soy based oh, cream God. cheese. Yeah, you and... go, you go three blocks down, and it's like, here's, here's my body soap made of me. I made it. It came out of me. Hi, my name's Angelica. I'm like, get away from me. I hate you people. That's every person who goes to Harris Teeter. Oh. <laughs> Oh my God! Or conflates about Trader Joe's at every waking moment. It's Eastern Market. Trader Joe's is the best. Is the best supermarket. Oh, if you get your food there. from anywhere but Trader Joe's, you're poor. Okay. Oh, it's it's not even that good. Like it's just convenient. It's it's a little bit cheaper with some shit, and then some stuff is overly priced as hell. Big and time. then it's also the line is like I see people lined up out the door like it's uh, like Endgame. Like a movie just it came out and people are trying to get their goddamn tickets at the IMAX. Like it's they'll ridiculous. wait too. I was at no, the one in will. Brick. I was at the one in Brick the one day, and people were literally around the corner. And I was in the car with Amanda, and I told her I was like, I'm not waiting outside in 32 degree weather to get no. like two heads of lettuce and some olive oil. Like that. let's let's go to the bookstore. We went to the bookstore, which is on the other side of that plaza. I was like, let's go over there. Let's like pretend we're smart and look at some books, and then we'll come back. And we came back, and there was no line. I blitzed, I blitzed through that store in about twenty five minutes, and I was having a great day. Yeah, I'm an Aldi type of guy. Oh, I love. That I place. want. I great want my fish. shit. Great I want fish. to see the dent in my packaging. Hell like, I want yes. to be like that. This this piece of shit food I'm buying has been through some shit. And you know I what? I want to see it. I want to see the dents. I want to pay 80 cents for a head of lettuce that looks very questionable, and I'll eat it and probably feel sick, and I don't care. I paid I, 80 cents. I, I'll, I'll know when I'm sick that I paid. I got a great deal. I got I a got... great deal. <laughs> I, can, I can afford the stomach ache tonight. By yes. the next morning, you'll know how good your deal was. <laughs> I love shopping there. Me and Amanda make like meal preps for the, for the week for lunch. And uh, I'll get like a pre-seasoned piece of salmon from uh, Aldi. Oh, yes. Let I me know tell exactly you. what you're talking about. I can no, smell it right now. No complaints from Sal. Asparagus <laughs> no, and salmon, and I'm ready to it's rip for so the whole cheap, week. It's so cheap, man. They got great hummus. <laughs> I love hummus. Hummus with a little carrots. Mm. See, I can't do it, man. I, I cannot eat hummus the healthy way. I need chips. I, I, I can't put well, peppers can get, in them, get, get broccoli, like, carrots. Uh, broccoli, I can't dip broccoli in anything. It's like eating a fucking, it's like ripping uh, the hair off of no, a doll dude, and putting it, it in your mouth. It's disgusting. No way, dude. Have you ever had, um, uh, it's like this, not, not, not spinach artichoke dip, but <sighs> my, during Christmas, my, my uh, mom's best friend would make um, this pumpernickel bowl. That she sounds would, like, delicious. carve out a pumpernickel. Damn, like, I know whose house I'm going to for Christmas next year. Yeah, seriously. And and then she would fill the bowl with this ridiculous spinach dip just packed oh. with mayo. And then she would take the chunks of pumpernickel that she dug out of the pumpernickel bread and cube them and turn them into the dipping part. And oh it was gosh. the best. But broccoli in that shit? Oh, delicious. I oh love, my God. I fucking love broccoli, but I just don't love it mixed in shit sometimes. I like broccoli like sautéed. With uh, like all, tossed in olive oil and like a little Parmesan cheese, a real Gindaloon way that you're not supposed to eat it because it's super fattening and does nothing for you. That's the way. That Listen, is the at, way. At the end of the day, you're still eating greens. Hey, it's greens, greens, the musical fruit, right? That's how that song goes, I think. Yeah, I just started. I just started putting kale in my smoothies in the morning. You make you're one of those smoothie guys. Dude, I have to, bro. Do you know how poor I am right now? It's the cheapest way to make meals. I, every morning I have this. I, dude, it's the craziest like formula ever. It's this morning I made uh, what was it? It was strawberry frozen. It's all frozen fruit, by the way. 
Uh, strawberry, banana. I use this vanilla protein powder. I put flaxseed. I bought six pounds of flaxseed. Flaxseed is good for you. Helps. Flaxseed is ridiculously good for you. Then a few leaves of the kale, thick leaves. Um, and then what else do I throw in there? And then a shit ton of almond milk. And that was my 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 breakfast. You're big. On, are you a big almond milk guy? Do you like the alternative um, milks? I had a girl come over and she opened my fridge. This was like a, like two weeks ago. And she opened my fridge and she was like, Jesus fucking Christ, do you have enough almond milk? I buy, when I buy almond milk, I buy six at a time. Oh my God. How much dude, fucking dude, almond milk are you dude, going Come on. It's not shakes. about how much. No, no, no. It, well, yeah, the shakes take up a lot, but it's not about how much I'm buying or how much I drink. I don't drink it that often. It's about the fact that almond milk is mad cheap and it lasts forever. You, that thing can sit in your fridge for three months. So you're just being thrifty. And you're buying yeah. almond milk in bulk. It's two dollars, man. It's two dollars, and I go buy shit for months. It's great. I love that. I love it's it. It's great. I miss living I, on so my own. I buy own. six at a time. I used to go. I used to walk down to the fucking CVS uh, over in Noma, and I used to get a box of oatmeal cookies. And uh, <laughs> then I used to stop over at Oasis Market and get a bottle of rum chata. And that was my oh. that was my evening most most uh, most nights in DC. Good time. Yeah, I, I will say, man, the, the one you know, because I, I when I moved to Austin, um, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. You know, yeah, a lot you, of the t- a lot you of didn't times visit or anything before you no, went, right? There's just no, a, cold, I, I, a cold move. I had never been to Austin one time. I had never been to Texas. I have never been to Nashville. That's a big fucking move. Right, I know, but but it's That's so crazy. far it feels like a fantastic decision. So. But, you know, when you move to a place without, excuse me, without seeing it, there's oft, oftentimes, obviously, it's a huge risk. And oftentimes, from what I've heard from a lot of my friends and people I've talked to about this, is usually when you don't visit the place first because you can't, whatever reason, you wind up going there and you're a little disappointed in a few aspects. I was pleasantly surprised with how well, I mean, I, I pulled up to my place after that 23-hour drive. I must have been a and, bitch. I was like, oh, it was awful. And, and I was like, uh, that's a whole story we can get into. But um, I pulled in and I was like, oh, shit, it's a gated community? Yeah. Like, you need, a, you need a code to get in? And I was like, I didn't know it was gated. And then, like, I got in and when I got into the apartment, like, I love this place, dude. It's it's so nice. Like, I, there's we have a, a literal security people like like a car like they oh like a real golf cart oh no no car like an actual car and only they change the lights as a red and blue it's like green and white so it's like christmas time every time they drive by (laughs) waiting for santa claus to come out that's sick though talk about feeling secure after moving to a place like that it's like my apartment is like California 1950s, dude. I just leave my door unlocked all the time now. I'll go out for like a five-mile run, and I'll, oh I'll just God. leave my door unlocked. Then I come back, and everything is right where I left it. Jesus. So you <laughs> mentioned great. you mentioned the uh, the drive. Now, that had to have been quite arduous. What uh, oh. What is that? What was that like? You went from D.C. just right straight through to Austin, or did you stop? Well, I, my original plan was to just – go straight through, uh, maybe stop at a pit stop and just sleep in my car. Um, and then my sister was like, uh, are you sure you're gonna be able to fit everything in your car? Blah, blah, blah. Long story short, I went up buying a new car. I love uh, that. You have that new Mazda, right? No, no, no. It's a Nissan Rogue. Nissan Rogue. They're oh, the same shape. It's cool. So nice. It is. I'm so happy I have an SUV. I've always wanted an SUV. How convenient. 
Oh, dude, it's, you know, I feel like I'm floating. Like, you're so high up now. I was in this <laughs> tiny-ass Honda Civic, so low to the ground, and now I'm way up. And it's it's great. That, but Honda, as, that Honda Civic you had wasn't exactly new either, so it, it was no, definitely it was you were definitely seven. due. You were due for uh, an upgrade. The clear that was the only car that, like, dead skin. Outside of the outside of the T Bird, which I, was a car I got for free, oh, so it doesn't really even thing. count. The Honda was like my first car, and I had it ever since. I took ridiculously good care of that thing. But um, so I got this new car that my sister wanted. I'm coming with me, and. Oh man, the amount of shit I could talk. Oh my god, <laughs> it just was ridiculous. My whole trip got hijacked, and uh, we stopped and like. But oh yeah, by the way, I want to get this out of the way right now. Listen, <laughs> we passed through a host of cities, okay, including Austin, um, from DC, Nashville. Obviously, fantastic city. Nobody's gonna argue that. Go to Nashville, great city. Can't recommend enough. And I, I didn't even stop in it. I, I literally did not even stop in it. But I, I, what I, from what I saw and from what I already know, it's fantastic city. Go to Nashville. We stopped in Memphis. That's where we got our hotel. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Please, nobody, nobody, America, save your money. Do not go to Memphis, man. That good, huh? That, that, that bad. That bad. Memphis is a dog shit really city. just absolute bro they got their street lights hanging on rope oh, i couldn't believe no, it oh jesus i was i was like yo this ain't a city oh, man this is backwards arizona i pulled up the trip <laughs> that google maps gave you or oh. that presumably would have given you from washington to austin mm. so you're saying you went through nashville and memphis so this is the only track it, you went through quite a bit of tennessee you you drove through uh bristol straight through cut right through, right yeah. through right through bristol bristol is one of my favorite places in the whole world but only one weekend a year um <laughs> cut through little rock saw little rock knoxville you saw a lot of tennessee though then yeah. Nashville, then Memphis. Nashville was the most. Nashville and Virginia was most of the drive. Honestly. All right. So here's a great question that I've had for many years. What the fuck is in Arkansas? Oh, oh. See, it's funny. That was the second day. So it's funny because you know, I don't know if you know this, but Memphis literally sits on the border. Yeah, it's right of, by Mississippi it, and Arkansas, I, right? I'm not even shitting you. The moment you cross the bridge, you're in Arkansas. Like it's it's five minutes, yeah. and you're Memphis, Arkansas. Yeah, the so, Mississippi River is the the, is the, the line. Right. The so the moment we, we woke up, we left, got food and a coffee, and then we hit the road. And so Arkansas was like the, the, the first half of the last half of the trip. And, um, oh, God, it's just all swamp, man. All swamp. Swamp, that's the, really? That's the whole thing. It was just swamp marshes. Uh, and then you cut through Little Rock, and then now you're in Texas. And now that I'm was... looking at like the map of the United States on this Google map, I never realized like how much of Arkansas is conveniently situated next to Mississippi. So it's just mm -hmm. like Louisiana's hat. And, but, right. And it's like I can definitely see where there would be a lot of that marshland. But I always thought Arkansas was just like fucking – cornfields but there's also the ozark national forest which is like a big thing no no i see that's the thing i don't want to shit on arkansas man arkansas has a ton of wonderful of and beautiful hiking locations and, and ozark's one of them but there is a ton of spots in alabama and i follow a lot of reddit backpacking pages and um the, the one spot the one area that i always find coming up more often than i would ever think it would was arkansas it's a ton oh. of really great hiking spots um so yeah, but yeah, it was mostly what I drove through was mostly swamp, and then 
um, by midday or a little bit after midday, I finally hit Texas and uh, I cut through Dallas. Um, and then what's what the was Dallas? I feel like is like the Darth Vader of oh. cities in America. Yes. Where yeah. like I only know Dallas from watching um, the Giants break Tony Romo's collarbone three times. So, you know, I really don't know much about the city except for Jerry Jones's wrinkly forehead and his presumably wrink wrinklier uh <laughs> nether regions so you know uh, wow i didn't think joe jones's literal dick would come up on this podcast i mean here we are. You, you said it bro um no i to be honest i can't <laughs> moving on uh i can't talk about dallas too much i barely cut through but from the people i've met here a lot of people hate dallas like you either hate it or you love it it's not an in-between city um but the city i'm most excited to visit now that i'm fucking here is San Antonio. I've heard nothing but fantastic things about San Antonio, and I'm, I'm literally almost less than an hour away from That's it. That's right down the road from you. Yeah, right down the road. It's a Compared, very In comparison to Dallas, you Which are, is three and you and a half are hours right away. down the road from San Antonio. Yeah, and then Houston's about two hours and 40 minutes from me. Do you? Does it feel funny to you as someone who's lived near the coast to now be landlocked? Uh, no, because that I was never... That would bother the piss out of me. Nah, I was never big into the beach growing up, man. As close as I lived to it, it never was a, a huge thing for me. Um, and even now, I don't really even think about it. Uh, I miss LBI, don't get me wrong. Uh, yeah. I had a lot of great memories in LBI. And there's a huge part of my Jersey life. It's so ironic that I'm saying this. Your Jersey um, life. Well, just the time I spent there. I think right after high school. There, there's a huge part of my life after high school pretty much the whole time that I, I very much long for and yearn for. I miss a lot. Um, oh, I, I think it was when I was at my most happiest. Um, and like, I'm not saying I'm like sad or depressed or anything now. I mean, I definitely went through some shit when I was in DC, but yeah. um, now I'm great. But like, there's still a, a huge part of my happiness. I have not been able to recapture since, since I've left New Jersey. Um, and I think it's more than it's way more than Jersey, but she's got uh, your heart, man. Once, yeah. once the old lady takes a hold, <laughs> I used to, I used to tell people like my relatives from New York, I was like, New Jersey is the greatest state in the United States of America. And New York is just, it's stupid, ugly hat. And they hated when I said shit like Dude, that. New York. <laughs> Fuck New York. Man. <laughs> New Jersey, New Jersey does food. Oh, All the way food better. That the New pizza York. is better. The bagels. The pizza is better. The bagels are better. No, the no Chinese cap. food is oh, better. A million times. Come on. And then you're in Jersey, which is already a little bit cheaper, even though it is Jersey. And then you just you're you know De depending upon what you're Manahawkin, you were you were you were sixty minutes from Jersey. Like you were, yeah, you're sixty minutes from the border of New York, and you're sixty minutes from Philadelphia. But even then, you, you can't can just go, go, wrong. go to Point Pleasant, which is the closest one I think from Manahawkin or Waretown. And then you hot you can leave your car there for fucking like three days and oh you yeah look at it now and they then, have even better ones they they've upgraded since you were last uh, they added more rail lines uh, more park and rides oh okay okay so not railway I wish see this is something big man oh You're man in if politics. they had a train that took you to LBI to New York Ooh, Bro, man do you know how many people would be on that fucking train that shit used to exist like that's where Route seventy came from it used to be a rail line from Philly to New York. And then there, or Philly to uh, LBI, and then the rail line used to run down to Long Branch, and it used to go down to Barnegat. And then you used to be able to get off at Barnegat and switch trains and go on to LBI, literally onto LBI where Ron Johns is. That's where the fucking train station used to be back right. in the day. You can and, find an old photograph of the old rail bridge. Yes, and they took it all fucking apart. 
And yeah. these motherfuckers won't build another goddamn train down past Asbury Park. And so help me God, if I got to vote another politician into office in the state of New Jersey, they ain't going to give me a fucking train in Manahawken. Somebody get in the back of my hand. I swear well, it's to It's ironic, God. man, because, you know, the car was the the innovation that changed the the 20th century. And now, you know, where we're at, it's we're trying to go back. It's, too much innovation. Not too much innovation. I just think that the too many people the way got cars, <laughs> electric vehicles. I think it's that, but I think it's also the, you know, environmentally speaking, too. Electric cars aren't advancing far enough. Uh, was there a plane over your head? Uh, I live um, forty feet from Route seventy two, so my window is open because it's about nine thousand degrees. Okay, in this but room. do you want to know what's so weird? Is that there was a plane over my head at the same time, and it passed over, and then I heard my plane and your plane almost in, intrinsically, like in, in tune with one another. That was actually a truck. That was actually a diesel. Oh, that was a truck. A diesel. Um, I thought that like was a, a jet. A dump, it was a dump truck. I was like, yo, I knew they had a nuclear power plant in Waretown, but I didn't think they were oh, boosting no. the army down there. No, too. no, no. I live now. Oh, no. I live. Um, I live up on Route 72, where that light is that everyone hates stopping at after the liquor store going west. So um, every big truck has to like <laughs> use their air brakes to stop at this oh. fucking light that's, yeah, that's in the middle of nowhere, like. and that's literally what it is. It's they're using the Jake brake to slow down, so they don't have to stop totally at the light. So. At three o'clock in the morning, I'll hear them go, and then you'll know when the light turns because you'll stop here and the bubbling noise, and they'll just they'll just slam their foot down, and you'll hear the diesel truck take off. You know, it's sad. I actually like that noise. I I've learned to appreciate it. I've learned to appreciate it. I used to hate it. If 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 Bezos made for Alexa, uh, like a hey New Jersey Turnpike all oh. the time noise to sleep to. Oh my god, I'd have New, that shit damn to ten. New Jersey Turnpike white noise. <laughs> yeah, dude, I feel I like totally there's a big profit margin there. Get oh, on Shark dude. Tank now, dude. New Jersey Turnpike Bezos, make it. I hate your guts, but make it. Come on, dude. He looks like Lex Luthor. Ah, dude, I'm so glad he's like out. I mean, he's not out, but like he's he's, he's less like involved. I, I don't know if you know this, but uh, we've pretty much coined ourselves as a fuck the billionaires podcast. Uh, we had one episode where we just really tore into all the people who make billions of dollars a year. And uh, Dude, there's, no, there's just no turning back now. There's there's it's so funny. You said that my, one of my first days here when I moved here, there's uh, I live on a boardwalk and okay. um, I wait, Souser. So when you come and visit, wait till you see this place. I can't wait. But, I live on, on the Colorado River, and there's a boardwalk, and the boardwalk takes you all the way around to the other side of the river. And uh, as I was walking down, just kind of exploring, there's these benches that you can sit at, various benches, and all of them have a plaque, yes, benches typically do, um, like commemorating somebody. But this one bench just said, like, eat the rich. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was engraved. It wasn't like someone graffitied. It was like the city a, a was like, yeah. very official one. Yes, like, yes, yes. we'll put this on one of our benches. Oh, my Fuck God. Em. I couldn't believe it. I took like a – I put it on my Snapchat. I couldn't believe it. It was Eat the best. The rich. That shit made me – that shit's fucking funny. That's oh. – it's a wild – the wild times we live in where people I on Reddit take, are eating, eating the rich and then yeah, you get I gotta to say, on man, bench. So another thing too, man, I you know – I'm, I love playing basketball, and the one thing D.C. didn't close down was their basketball courts. I mean, I don't really think anybody really did that, but D.C. didn't. And D.C. took the pandemic rather seriously and was actually doing really well for a city nationally for a really long time. But um, So 
just last week or two weeks ago, I was like, you know, I want to go play basketball. Like, I need to get out of the house. And I must have driven to three to four courts. At one point, I was so far out of the city that it was just a hazy skyline. Like, I was like 15, 20 miles Damn. out of the city. And they boarded up or took the hoops off of every, every basketball goddamn court? court in Austin. I can't find one. I wonder just, I guess, because of COVID and people like, dude, are you fucking not kidding knowing me? like what's up? In I'm... Florida, they're literally going to the Super Bowl and not wearing masks, and I can't play basketball. Bro, call Joe Rogan. He's your neighbor now. He'll fucking get the hoops he up real quick. His whole operation relocated to Austin. Holy he, shit, he goes, everybody really is coming here. Uh, They are, and uh, him and Dave Chappelle do a show every week at Stubbs' Barbecue. Oh, Stubbs, yeah, yes. Yes, so if you haven't, this is not like shameless self-promoting for fucking Joe Rogan, who doesn't need my self-promoting. Um, he should be self-promoting. He should be promoting me. But um, <laughs> if, if while you're down there, you should definitely go to those places and check them out. There's also another barbecue place. I don't know if you told me about it or someone else told me about it. Let me look really quick. It's the only place I have bookmarked on my Google Maps. It's the one with the, the old lady? In the state of Texas. And Joe Rogan told me about it. And it's in Austin. And you're the only person I know who lives there. Wow, it's not there now. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm just not gonna I'm not gonna find it. I'll have to go back and look and find the name of this barbecue place, but um it's some like little hole in the wall place in uh in austin and he said he had the best tacos ever there and i would love to just come down there for three days and um go into Not a comatose comatose yes. on on tacos we'll just eat all the food bad we'll have we'll do a bag bang like every day oh my god just like go to like four different fucking places to eat every day eat, eat dinner three like back to back eat dinner it's so bad i'm so bad i'm gonna end up they're gonna have to get me like a double wide casket when i finally have a heart attack i oh, swear to god God, <laughs> dude when you come we're gonna when you visit we're gonna fucking kill it i'm like really excited they got great tequila in texas dude speaking of drinks man i've been super into so that's one of the hobbies i picked up a slew of hobbies since i've come here because uh i'm living alone now for the first time in my life you know well, yeah big change for roommates. you big roommate guy yeah yeah big roommate guy i, I thought i was gonna be a that was a th funny thing uh, not to go off on a tangent but um you know i thought it was gonna be a huge blow uh not living with somebody and and saying goodbye to my roommates and going away completely on my own and i you know i you know i'm a big you know, I'm a big softy, so when moments like that happen, I'll, I'll admit it, I'll, I cry. Yeah. But I didn't shed a single fucking tear. I, 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 I even tried to. I tried to force myself to. No. And I said goodbye to my roommates, Joe and Robbie, and I was like, I gave them a hug, and I knew it was the last time I was going to see them for quite a while. And uh, I literally, I, I, I ha since I've gotten here, that drive, I haven't felt a single shred of sadness. Like, I, I that's miss how them. You know, that's how you know it was the right move, though. Right. Yeah, like you miss you was... miss people for sure, but you know you if you're not sad to leave the town, that's no. how you know that you made I, the I right choice. I think I was yeah, you're you're 100 right. I think I was more done than I, I either wanted to admit or realized, but uh, I couldn't believe that. I, I I I was saying to my roommates, I'm like, guys, I'm warning, I'm going to be a huge mess when this day comes, and I said that leading up to the weeks, and you know it was really real, and it never happened. I was like, oh, hey. all right, well, bye, and. That was it. Um, I loved I loved living alone, and I guess, oh I like, love it. Yeah, I, oh. I think that stems from me being like an only child, and it was really easy for me to like entertain myself. Amanda, if you're listening, put your earmuffs on. Um, it never bothered me to be by myself. 
And I actually, in some instances, I prefer it where like tonight I was home and I was playing Xbox and I was talking to the homies and then I'm getting on this podcast with you and I don't have anything to worry about. I know tomorrow is going to be tomorrow, but it's nice to be able to like, uh, you have more control over things when it's just you in a, in a right. place living. And I thought my, you know, cause I had never lived alone. I, you know, I didn't go away for college. I did all four years at home and, um, you know, it was funny because my my sister. I remember one day she, she like pointedly looked at me and was like, "Well, I'm I'm set that you didn't leave for school." I'm like, "Why?" She's like, "Cause I think I'm worried you're gonna stay home, and like you're never gonna like move out. You're gonna freeload." And I was like, "Are you are you seriously?" <laughs> that right now? And I'll ne I never forgot that she said that to me. The day I graduated, like I graduated May 2018. Two months later, I got a job and I moved out. Um, I found the I I've, found the barbecue place. Okay, what's the name? What's the name? Okay, while well, we're getting off track. It's called Valentina's Tex-Mex. Yes, I have also heard of that place. So that yes. seems like it's the spot to be That's at. the spot. While we're getting off track. That's what this whole show is, by the way. Um, it's getting just us consistently getting off. That's really where no, the name Banana okay. Land comes from. No, I like it. Like you're um, in it. So I've never lived alone. So, I, you know, finally now living alone, um, I think after two years with Joe and living with people like, uh, you know, I'm a very OCD person. And I got to tell you, there's something just absolutely exhilarating about putting something away in the kitchen and then going the fuck to bed <laughs> and then waking up and seeing it exactly where I left it. It's, oh, God, it's it's almost better than sex. I mean. <laughs> It's amazing. Um, I, uh, I love the uh, I love being able to be neat and clean. So I feel uh, I feel that like it's, it's hard so to be neat and clean wonderful. when other people live with you. It's great, and then I can just bring people back. I don't have to worry about you know whatever. Oh, where's I bring your roommate? Who's here? Who's there? Here's, this is my roommate, Joey. I'll make the awkward walk of sex shame down to the basement <laughs> where I live. Be like, yeah, we're going to and like walk. Yeah, we're going away. to hang out, watch a movie. Yeah. Sure, yeah, okay. watch a movie. Yeah. Like, How fun. many movies have you seen this week, Sam? Oh, I don't know, dude. <laughs> oh, dude, that's another thing, man. The dating game here in Austin has been, oh my god, wow, it's been really? miles. Oh, leagues better, leagues, dude. I, okay, listen, I was I was in two relationships in my time in DC. Um, and both of them, we broke up, obviously. And in between, I dated, right? Since I have lived in Austin, and I've been here, I moved here, I got here December 19th. I started dating the day after my birthday, so the 27th. That's when I downloaded the app. And so I have a really good memory. I'm sorry, I know that sounds you, really weird. You're freaky it, good. I, yeah, it's, I like, just, like, I do. Like, is he the serial killer good memory? Well, you know, I could be the next Joe Goldberg. You don't know. Um, so I, somebody told me I looked like him, and I was like, no, I don't. Stop. Um, so, yeah, I started dating like two days after my birthday or day after my birthday or whatever. And within that time to now, I have been on, I shit you not, like 12 dates. Three of those 12 have turned into two or three more dates. Look um, at you. Kids out here. Dude, and that's it's been a month. It's been a fucking month. In DC, it took me three months to get eight dates. Like, it, it's just to, so much. And also, like, I'm not like the girls there are better looking than they are in DC. Oh, like, shit. 
It's not just good the thing we quite, don't have a lot of DC listeners because they'll be it's up your ass. Qu- oh, I don't give a fuck about them. <laughs> fuck you, DC. <laughs> fuck the people there. Honestly, y'all are fake. I have no, I, I have no qualms talking shit about DC folk because they're all shit fake assholes from all over the world, and I hate them all. Um, so tell us yeah, how you man. really feel. The quality and the quantity is both improved astronomically. Oh, it's got to be a, it's got to be a result though of. Uh, like so many people going there now too. It's like a it's like a big melting pot. Like DC I said still earlier. has a higher population than Austin. Yeah, but I feel like there's more of an influx now to Austin. Yeah, but what do you think DC is? I don't know. A nightmare. DC is a melting pot. Everybody from around the country goes to DC. That's I mean, that's true. the one thing Austin and DC have in common. So uh, except the no, people in Austin aren't just giant assholes. No, every because everyone in DC thinks they're going to go there and become a huge big shot. Oh, like everything's House of Cards and they're Kevin Spacey and like shut up. That's it, the guy you honestly, don't want to be from that your show life. anymore. Said <laughs> <laughs> so, no, you're not Frank Underwood. No one gives a shit about you. No one knows your dumb name. Like you shut push, up. Pa- no, push some papers and collect your federal paycheck and no one's go the accomplishing fuck home. anything. You guys no. literally all told us we were getting two thousand dollar checks. You guys all lied. Shut up. Go go home. Go eat your fucking avocado toast i hate all of them oh, oh, you don't like God. avocado toast i like avocado toast i just like making fun of avocado i toast. ate a whole avocado today <laughs> i ate I a whole three. avocado i cut wait for them to get real right just right in half that bitch and i take the pit out and i just score it on the inside a little salt and i just scoop it with a fuck i, I cube it on the inside of the skin i just scoop <laughs> that bitch with a spoon mm, oh, dude you like just reminded f- me of this great story when me and my roommate Joe and my my ex uh, girlfriend, we all got really drunk, and then he had work. Joe, he was like, "I have to go bartend after this," and we we're like, "Well," he's like, "I got a super up." So we went to Harris Teeter, and we bought we just bought classic, avocados, classic and grabbed Teeters. hot sauce packets, and we cut open the avocados and just dumped hot sauce on them and literally ate them out of the shell of the avocado. Fuck yeah, your boy Joe knows uh, how to fucking make a nice meal. No, oh, God, he is a gar- he is a garçon. He he's can made make me beverages, and he is—he was an unbelievable human to watch in the kitchen. He's like, "Yeah, I got oh, these five man. things, and I'm going to make something that comes out of a five-star Michelin restaurant." Dude, and I was like, Damn, "All of bro. all of the all of the uh, that hot dog know. we had the one night with him." He was oh, like, "Yeah, I'm going to make hot dogs," and I was expecting him to like boil some fucking water and like get some shit together. No, and I was he, like, "Oh, he used, he's like, no, uh, we're going to get pickles and fresh onions and shallots no, we, and this no, and that." And I was like, that, "Oh, dude, we um, we uh, we we." Didn't we put him in like Heineken too? Didn't he boil uh, them in Heineken? He like brined them in yes, alcohol. Right, right, right. To right, start yeah. off. And I was like, right. I've never eaten a hot dog. And that's when I told you guys that story that my dad tells about the rats on the tops of the dirty water dog trucks. <laughs> yeah, right. And he was like, Oh my god, he's a he's a PA guy. And I was yeah. like, I was like, Yeah, dude, don't eat those fucking hot dogs when you go to New York, but definitely do eat those hot dogs when you yeah, go to no, New York. Yeah, no, the uh <laughs> grew up right on the suburbs of uh, Philly, man. But he's a Philly I, guy. Philly I, Philly. Oh man. He's my cooking has improved. That oh, that was the thing I was trying to say is I picked up a, a ton habits. of hobbies. Yeah, a the ton hobbies. of hobbies now. So I I recently picked up the harmonica, which I'm I'm getting quite Get good the at. fuck out of here. The I can, harmonica. I, I can play a few songs on the harmonica now, man. I can. It's I bought one. It sits in this ridiculous red velvet uh, felt case. <laughs> it's looks like something out of a video game the way it sits on my desk. It's ridiculous. Um, I'm into mixology now. I got this whole bar. That's a cool and thing I make, to do. I, I can make all these drinks. I have anything from Aperol spritzers now to tequila sunrises to the most uh, bomb old fashioned you'll ever have. 
um, you know, I'm doing that. I'm starting to cook a lot more now. I'm reading. I read, I've read three books since I've gotten here. Uh, so yeah, man. Am I any I happier? Wish I, no. <laughs> I wish I could like, I wish I could say that I've developed good hobbies, uh, in Manahawken, but, uh, nope. Just the same old ones that I No one have. develops good hobbies in Manahawken. Everybody no. in Manahawken stays, not you. Don't worry. You're not oh, going to do this. I I'm fucking saying, hope not. My grad, my graduating class uh, uh, you know what? I post this on any form. I want all of these pieces of shit to hear. I hate all of you, by the way. And you know what, man? This all is your platform, people, bro. Get all on your of Apple those box. People, <laughs> all of those people have either gone. There's, let's say, let, I, I grew up. You know, Southern Regional is a huge graduating big, class. Big, 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 big. Compared to most high schools, so let's, let's say 10 to 15 percent of us. I include myself in that percentage. Uh, did something with our lives and yeah, uh, moved out, out or got out of town, have good jobs or are figuring things out. And then there's like 40% of them that all still live there. I'd say either, it's higher than 40. Uh, no. Well, well hold on. Hold feels on. High, feels higher. I, I would say 15, 40. That puts us at 65. Um, okay. There's 60% of them. There, now we're at 75, because this will this will really, the math, it'll be so easy when I get to the last point. Uh, then there's like 60% of them that all still live there. Um, are People who, the best part are the people, a lot of them are the people who are like, I'm going to go and make something, and I'm going to Berkeley, and I'm going to, I'm going to this <laughs> university in Maryland, I'm, I'm going to American U, and they all fucking came back after a year, like, I can't do it, I need to go back to Manhawk, and then they all oh came God. back, you know how and they all people, still live there. And then there's- How many people transferred to Stockton after one year Oh, I, away. dude, it's disgusting. A it's lot. It's disgusting. As and then- a, the remaining, a... <laughs> the hold on, hold on. The remaining, then there's the ten percent of them that didn't do anything at all. Yeah. They just they stayed there. They got pregnant and they're married and have two kids now. And then the very what, so popular like, option. There's like five percent left. They all just die. They're all heroin addicts. It does. That is one. That is one <laughs> hobby you can pick up in this area that you probably oh, should avoid. Great hobby. Great <laughs> hobby. No, I the first year I was at Stockton, I couldn't believe. I I went to OCC first, and then I went to Stockton. So I was like, I was here for the long haul through Tom's River and Galloway, South Jersey. Uh, I'm a South Jersey alumni, and uh, I will never forget all the kids who used to come from our home from Arizona and from here and from there and from wherever and i used to just be like like bro like are you cool like did are, are you i'm not sure if you are like I, i've been here the whole time it's insane i mean it, it's so funny to like watch that see that's why i love why god i'm really gonna get on my high horse now uh, <laughs> that's why i love why i did what i did i i i graduated i left for pa i, I came back immediately left for dc and then I just said, fuck it. And I moved to Austin. And I, I, didn't, I don't know a single soul here. I'm making friends now. I have a few friends now, whatever. been dating, whatever. But I just do it. I, I, those idiots went to Maryland for a year. And they're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I need the beach. And we they came go home. back home to mommy Spoiled. and daddy and went to Stockton. Like, it's so funny. Everybody, everybody is pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> Most the, people are sad. The craziest thing, I'm, I'm lucky because um, I didn't go to high school at Southern. So I did high school. You are lucky. Yeah. And I, I never thought I was, but like I am lucky in the sense that um, I got to kind of pick my own group here. And I don't really know that many people in Manahawken. A lot of people know me, which is surprising because I don't know half of them. But uh, 
I guess from my from my antics around town and who knows who, but um, I just find like the most interesting part of like the whole like Southern Regional alumni vibe is that like there's a certain sect of people who go to like Applebee's Fridays and the mainland like yeah. every Thursday and Friday Jesus and Saturday Christ. night and the like mainland. and oh, it's yeah and it's God. like a it's like a class reunion breeding ground for those who are just who are literally like left behind oh. and like I will I never go there and I know people who are like fr- who are southern grads and whoever's doing whatever their job is and they're like I will never go there I will never go and see those people. I hate no, them. Dude, it's, I don't want to see think, them. Anytime I'm down and I want to think a little bit better about myself, I just think about everybody at Southern. It's great. One yeah. time I, I went to, this was like August of 2019, and I, I came back to Jersey to hang out with some friends. And what's that that bar? It, it used to be a very famous, like not famous, just a popular bar everybody went to, and then they changed names, but everybody still goes there. It has the. It's on the little island. It has the concert in the middle, and then there's a bar upstairs, downstairs, and outside uh, of the It used top to be deck. the catch. It's called Bird and Betty's now. Yes, Bird and Betty's, per- precisely. Everybody so I went goes there, there, and a person I knew was bartending there. And I remember it was loud as shit. You know, I, I don't look anything like I did in high school. Like, I had a totally different haircut. I was a little bit heavier in high school. Um, and I, we went there, and I, one of the bartenders was someone I knew and went to high school with. And... Uh, he was like, what's the, it was so loud. And I, I was trying to close out our tab. And he's like, what's the name on the tab? And he's like screaming at me. And I was like, it's, it's Lafredo. And he was like, Lafredo? And I was like, yeah. And I knew who he was, but I wasn't going to announce yeah. myself. And he was like, just looked at me. He's like, I know you. And I was like, <laughs> and I just looked at him. I was like, I know you know me. <laughs> so like being a bartender. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of people, though. A lot of people. people. I always used to say, though, like, this town is like a trap. And, you know, either you can do your own shit. Like, I'd like to think that, like, me and other people I know who are, like, went to Stockton and who are, like, being creative, it's easier for us to kind of detach ourselves because we know what we want. But uh, for, for a lot of people, they just get in that in that rut of seasonal employment or seasonal this and seasonal that. Mm. And they live for three months a year. And the other nine is just like fucking whatever, dude. Like I'll fucking dig ditches for nine months. If I get to go to the beach three months and I guess for some people that shit works, but, um, I, I, I love the beach, but you, it couldn't be me. Well, you know, I'm going to stop being an asshole now. And I will say, (laughs) Manahawkin, LBI, the whole area, it is nice. It's great for families. It's getting better. I do miss my hometown. I do miss my hometown. I will say Central Jersey, infinitely better. Uh, I lived there for a while. Central Jersey's real? Central Jersey's a thing, man. The governor says it's real, Sam, but nobody here likes the governor in Manahawkin. Goddamn right. I don't understand. I don't know what you fucking people want in a goddamn governor. (laughs) You guys just had two of the most corrupt pieces of shit on both parties wind up being governor. Back to back. (laughs) And now, who do you have? You have this cream cheese looking ass, jolly, fucking ridiculous little fellow who's pretty progressive and not doing the same old bullshit we're so used to and you guys all still hate him he looks like, like you... he looks like something that come out of a fucking a bad dr seuss book dude on valentine's day the mofo wore like a red button down uh, he looked yeah. ridiculous He's i a mean silly motherfucker he clapped his heels when he won when he officially won at the gubernatorial race like he is just a little jolly ugly little elf looking dude 
and he doesn't hurt anybody. I don't understand what you guys want. I don't like, think anybody can please the residents of New no, Jersey. No, no, I don't think can. it's possible. No. I really don't. It's ironic because not to get too political heavy, but the real problem isn't the governor. It's 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 the Senate and the House of New Jersey that are so dormant in terms yeah. of how people here don't their policy ideals are. People here aren't like putting a microscope on those parts of no. the political you know spectrum here they're just no. they think one guy runs the whole show and they're like oh those other people yeah we vote we vote columns here no. and and they just nothing ever gets done they're like oh well it's the governor's fault and they're like well it's like you really don't know no, how this right, whole exactly. system is working and it's always right the now. president's fault it's always the governor's right, fault right. people forget there's two other branches of government i think on a federal level people are like more woke now but on a state level especially jersey people here are fucking sandpaper tough sometimes dude come on man you go to a bagel shop and he's like i forgot to catch up on my bagel goddamn murphy there's a, yeah <laughs> literally Jesus yes Christ. yes the like, biggest yo, thing I, was i do uh, be pissed though when they forget that though the fucking the, the plastic bags before covid people I, when i worked at wawa people be like yo don't sell any fucking plastic bags here and i'd be like no no fucking no vinnie boobots why don't you go back to staten island and they would go oh this fucking this fucking Governor Murphy, he thinks he can tell me that I can have a plastic bag. I don't fucking live in New Jersey. I can have as many plastic bags as I want. So why don't you fucking buy ten of them and put them on your head and suffocate yourself to death, bro? And get the fuck out of here, I, people. Dude, when I worked people at Best Buy, when I worked at Best Buy, man, there came a time where I just didn't give a shit anymore because I knew I was on my way out. I remember this one dude. I don't know how it got brought up, but he, oh, that I do actually. He was like. Uh, I was, it was like the end of the night. He was the last customer. He was buying a laptop or whatever. And he was like, he's like, so what do you want to do? Like, you seem like a really, you know, good young man, blah. And I was like, yeah, I'm, you know, getting my degree in political science. And uh, anytime I tell a customer that, it always winds up the same way. Uh, yeah. It's like, oh, political science over here. You got an opinion. You got a mind. I'm like, People yeah, man. listen to you, huh, pal? Yeah. And then until they find out where I lean and then they're like, oh, no, I got a problem with that. I don't yeah. like that. You and, uh, shouldn't have a job. Somehow, me and this dude got into this like debate or whatever. And he was like, "Well, he couldn't pass this. Why couldn't he pass this?" And I remember all I said to the guy was, "I was like, well, when you pass amount, when you pass legislation, man, you know, you can only do a certain amount of things because at some point, whether you control the entire government or not, you run out of political capital." And I remember this. This and his, he had his son with him. I made this guy look like an idiot in front of his son, and he was he was just like political capital. What the heck is political capital? And I was like, do you do you really not know what that that is? And he was like, no. What are you talking about? What are you, like he like was j like acting like I was making something up. And I was like, political capital is basically a currency. And when you are in office and you have a, a you know a regime, your 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 side controls the aisle, or the the the, the government. Uh, you only have so much political capital you can spend before eventually passing legislation becomes too difficult and you have to wait for the next election. That's how our government's always worked. He's like, I've never heard of that. That's ridiculous. And he's like, well, I just spent 30K studying it. So <laughs> I, I don't know what you want me to tell you, sir, but it's a thing and it exists. And he was listen, just like, well, whatever. And he took his laptop to, and Listen to like Fox News or listen to me, the poli-sci major right now. Oh my God. I was like, I'm sorry, Sean Hannity didn't give you that lesson. Yeah, Bill O'Reilly couldn't fucking give you the rundown on that before they kicked them off TV. So. We decided to rape women. God. That's, you know. Jesus. Fucking <laughs> unfucking real.
You didn't catch that right after the rape lesson? It was the political capitalists. Yeah, that's chapter 14. <laughs> we'll get to that next week if you... We'll circle back on that. Oh, my God. It's so ridiculous. what? Uh, we're 78 minutes into this podcast, and we've done a bang-up job, let me tell you. Yeah, it's um, good. What... Um, what exactly is it that you do now? Remote? You work remote, right? Yes, I still so, work for my firm in DC. What is? What do they like? Without divulging or uh, incriminating yourself, very broad strokes. What do you do with that poli sci degree and this now new <laughs> legal experience that you're getting? Um, it's funny. I mean, I I got approval to come out here. That was one thing I wasn't gonna waver on i was like i gotta make sure i got work to say yes to become oh, i mean you, you can't just you can't just move uh, on a whim with no job I, well, yeah, well no not without any job a part of me was considering leaving and just not telling anybody like my job but I'm like, no, I, can't, I can't do that i know people yeah. who did it i know dude but i was like no if i get the backing of my work i'll feel a lot better but basically what i do is uh i work for a public affairs firm and we have a host of clients who are all very concerned about uh, their standing with the public and their ability to see legislation they want passed in Congress. Um, and so what I do is basically, as the public affairs side of things, uh, work with them to give them the best possible optics um, to the public. So I run various social media accounts. I draft op-eds, press releases, um, uh, you know, I develop websites. I run the back end of them. Um, research, there's a ton of research involved. And um, so, I mean, it's all good stuff. Don't get me wrong. I just don't like who I'm doing it for. So that's right. my problem with it. But now I'm transitioning into figuring out, you know, law. It's no secret that I'm looking for a new job. People at my firm know I am. Sure. Um, I mean, you wouldn't have moved to uh, another state, you know, my, thousands of miles away if you wanted to stay in D.C. and work for their firm. Right, right, common, right. Common sense, you know. Yeah, so now I'm in this parallel. It's funny, I had class today right before this this podcast, but uh, now I'm trying to get my foot in the door at a law firm. So my, my goal here is become a paralegal, finish this course, um, do a paralegal for the remainder of the year, uh, practice for the LSATs, take them by October, November, and then apply for law school by the end of the year, the real end of the year. Um, hopefully I get into UT, which is like literally down the road and it's a fantastic law school and then be a paralegal and do law school at the same time until I can pass law school. <laughs> now, so is, that's... do you feel like Austin is your last stop or do you no. think that you're going to no. be, you're going to be moving around some more? No, no, and definitely not my last stop. I don't think I mean, that, that's right now, at, at, you know, a year from now, like I said, man, at, at the beginning of this podcast, I, I said, if I had told myself in October that I was going to be in Austin in two months, I would have been like, what the fuck are right, you talking about? Never believed about? yourself. That's right. crazy. So I, I, right now I'm saying no. I mean, there's a part of me that would love to move back or not back, but would love to move to New York. Like, I, I don't know what I want to do, but if I get accepted into university of Texas for law school, well, I'm here for three years. Right. So You're going to be studying changing. and doing yeah. things and then you can but kind of make afterwards, that laterally. Yeah. Right. Afterwards, no, I could see myself going somewhere else. I, I got to say, man, there's a big part of me that misses the Northeast. I, I don't think, I think a part of me really does think that when it's all said and done, I will wind, I will find my way back to the Northeast. I'm not saying Jersey, but I will but find this my, area, my way this, back the tri-state yeah. area. And yeah. It's crazy because there's, so many people that do that do do that where people will travel their 
for many years and they'll be gone from home and you know all of a sudden they pop up as uh your aunt's neighbor and it's somebody you knew and they disappeared and they're now they're back and everybody <laughs> right. in jersey the best part about being from jersey um is that people from jersey are everywhere and they are man they're we're, we're like, like roaches cockro- we're like cockroaches yeah so <laughs> the same thing we're every every fucking where they're so the, one of the most densely populated states in the country we're everywhere so right. you know i think it's cool that you can look forward to that too which is you know right be great to have it, uh sam back in the in the tri-state yeah. area maybe yeah. maybe a little philly house or something i could see Who you knows, out in philly I, I gotta say man, I, I'm, I'm part of me really does want to move live in new york for a little while but um you know i i think part of what i'm doing too is figuring out where i want to be and uh being in a completely you know i'm in the south uh south texas too and um way out of my comfort zone and it's part of figuring out where I want to be. Um, and so at least by the end of this, wherever this takes me, I know that, um, I'll have a better idea of what I actually want in life. And you know, that's why I'm making all these changes now. So that's fucking cool. And I think your story is something that people, you know, I always say, tell you that I'm living vicariously because, uh, I think a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people don't have the chance to, you know, make big moves and do shit like that. So it's kind of cool to, uh, see somebody kind of following out what they feel is the best thing uh, and, and taking the risks and moving around. And uh, it's fucking cool, man. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. I've taken a lot of risks. Some, some pan out, uh, some don't, but I think if there's any advice I can leave anybody with, is that, uh, you know, it's all about taking a calculated risk, it, 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 measuring what you want versus what you need and versus how you can do it. Um, and you can't let yourself get so scared to the point where you're backing out of something you know kind of deep down you want to do. Because, you know, there's been plenty of times where I felt like, oh, I really want to do this. And, and then when I was younger, the moment came and I backed out of it. And I did a shit ton of that kind of stuff in high school. And obviously those are all low stakes kind of stuff. But yeah. I, was, I was worried I was setting a dangerous precedent with myself where I'm not going to take these kind of things seriously. And I'm, I'm not going to do what I know I really want to do. And, um, you know, yeah. And I think you need to be able to putting yourself outside of your comfort zone is the only way you're actually going to learn anything about yourself and develop. And, um, that's, that's really how you have to live life, man. That's really how most people should, whether you're an introvert an extrovert, you like the safety of your home or not, you need to do that stuff or you're not going to be a better person. See, you got you're you're one step ahead of me. I was just about to ask you what you wanted to impart to our audience as we uh as we finish things up, but you you fucking laid it out there. <laughs> I'm always one step ahead of the game. Uh, man. You you're a fucking always are. This kid, he should have his own fucking podcast one of these days. No, I want to be people. <laughs> I want to be the person that people invite onto the podcast. I don't want to sure, have my own. <laughs> well, I'm sure this is the first of many appearances for you. Oh, on please this bring me back. Definitely. Because- Bring me back with a person, too. I'd love to have a roundtable discussion. I think there would be a wonderful opportunity for you and our uh, our most recent other political correspondent, uh, Eric DeMauro, to have a lively discussion about uh, – millennial politics because he's i feel like you guys are on the on the same oh, way the same way that sounds like a great discussion man. he's uh he has a there's an episode um that i had him on uh it was right before the election in november i think or oh it was either right before or it was right after and uh we sat here for like three hours eating uh penne vodka pizza 
And, oh, uh, man, I was just talking about penne vodka pizza, dude, yesterday. Fasaro's. Fasaro's. <laughs> yes, Fasaro's. It's the like only pizza they make good, by the way. It's Their wings the, trash. The, oh, you got it. See, the key is you go to Fasaro's to get the pizza, and then you take a ride down the road to Ray's, and you get yes. the honey hot wings, and then oh, you go home, man. and that's the um, key. I can't wait. I can't. I, I gotta tell you. I know we're taking up time here. I'm sorry. I uh, have there's to no time I, limit. I cannot wait to. I cannot wait for the holidays. I want to get on a fucking plane. I want to get my pea coat on, and I want to hit that frigid, cold New Jersey air. Come home to my mom and just be the most ridiculous Jersey Italian I could ever be. Oh my god! I'll be. I I'll be waiting wait. for you down in Fasaro's. All right. <laughs> oh, dude. You just. You just gave me some intense high school flashbacks. That place is so oh fucking good. I love it. We used to order that. When we worked at Wawa. It was the best. Oh God, that's amazing, so, man. Sam, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate you uh, taking the time. I know it's late. We always do these right at the last minute. It's uh, 12.23 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. The episode will go out at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, um, February 10th. So, you know, we're I'm always riding the lightning, and I had my MacBook uh, take a shit. So um, this will be like a very unfiltered episode for people because um, there will be no edits in this one. So it's going to be a clear, clean, straight shot through, baby. You're it. It's all you. <laughs> that sounds good, man. I can't wait. All right. Well, we'll definitely have to have you back on. And when you decide to come home for the holidays, we'll uh, maybe we'll get you on a live show in the uh, very illustrious dining room studio that I've created <laughs> here uh, here in Manhawken. So uh, that sounds we'll, we'll, we'll make it happen. That sounds good, man. All right, man. Well, thank you for being on the show, everybody. Thank you for listening. If you don't already know, social media, we're everywhere. TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, soon to be on Clubhouse, trying to be on Reddit. Um, so many social accounts that I really just can't keep track of them anymore. Are you joining Parlor anytime soon? Parlor. <laughs> nah, man. I like, to, I like to keep people outside of the Capitol building, you know? Um... <laughs> um please give us a give us a shout on there give us a follow uh we're always trying to make new content and do special things and if you want to be a guest on the show i've kind of opened this up to people um if you want to be on the show and you have something that you want to get on your apple box and you know have a conversation about and talk to me and uh you know it's i'm here so you can slide my dms anytime it's like a fucking slip and slide over there uh enjoy the episode I hope you enjoyed the episode, and uh, we will see you again next week.